What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Tuesday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe O'Rico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. Go check out EthosFantasyBB if you haven't already. We're currently doing a giveaway right now. I tweeted it out on my account, also shared it on EthosFantasyBB. I sent out a tweet earlier in the afternoon. If you like that tweet, you follow EthosFantasyBB. You guys can win yourself three months of a free membership of your choosing, either a fantasy pass, a DFS pass, a wager pass. You can find all the details. I pretty much just told you the details, but you can go on Twitter and you can check that out for yourself. All you got to do, like I said, like and follow, and you guys are entered in for a chance to win a membership, which is for the majority of the rest of the baseball season. If you guys want to go the fantasy route, we got the wagering, the DFS. Up to you guys, totally up to you, uh, but I will leave that in your hands to go and check out. We're going to be doing our mailbag show. We do this every Tuesday because I've mentioned a few times, Tuesday is my very, very busy workday, so it has been our mailbag show, and it will continue to be. Uh, going forward, I answered some of the questions on Twitter, and I think that's what I'm going to do also going forward. I'll answer some, if not all, the questions on Twitter and then go into it <clears throat> maybe in a little bit more detail here on the podcast, depending on what the question is. So let's get started off with a f- uh, question from our good friend Britton Allen here, the host of It's Gone and Sports Ethos. Is it time to pay, uh, it's time to drop um, MJ Melendez and pick up one of the other catchers he listed, Yenier Diaz, Shea Langoliers, Cal Raleigh? I'm still holding on to MJ Melendez. I think there's so much value in the guy who you can put out in the out or who you can put in your catcher slot who is playing in the outfield as well as catching. He's somebody that you're getting everyday reps out of. Now, I know it hasn't been the greatest season so far for MJ Melendez, but when you look at the other options there, I think they're pretty marginal as well. Shea Langoliers really doesn't do much for me. Cal Raleigh does bring you some power, but... You're getting you know similar power numbers from Melendez. You got eight home runs from Raleigh, and Melendez has, I think, was it six? Is it five or six? Five home runs to eight home runs. When you're getting the guy who plays every day, he's going to chip in a couple of steals for you as well. You know, a similar kind of batting average. For me, it's, it's still going to be Melendez there. Uh, as much as he has struggled, <clears throat> he is the guy that I would be sticking with now. Uh, Matt is asking, should we trade Jazz now that we know he requires surgery after the season is done? I feel like he won't be stealing now possibly as much as the 12-team head-to-head cats redraft league. Now, Jazz Chisholm, this is interesting. Uh, they did announce today, if you guys didn't hear, he's going to undergo surgery on his foot, but they're going to do it in the offseason if they can. They're going to try and wait and hope that he can return according to what I'm reading here from NBC Sports uh, sometime before the end of June. Now, he hasn't played in the last month. I would definitely be seeing what the market is for him. If you can trade him and get back a decent return, sure. Like when he's out there, he's, you know, this season, only 144 at bats. He's got seven homers and 14 steals per game. He's a monster. You have to worry about, like he said, uh, is he going to be stealing that much when he comes back? It will have an impact. You know, they can say it won't, whatever. I don't think they even said that, but even if they do say, oh, it's not going to impact him. There's no way it doesn't impact him if you have a foot that requires surgery. It's going to impede your your running abilities. That's just, that doesn't take a lot of analysis to really figure out. I'm worried a little bit about like the market for a return at this point. But you did send in a trade in your from what you said here. So you're giving up Jazz, Ellie Dela Cruz, Darvish, and Freddie Peralta, and you're getting back Trey Turner, Pete Alonso, and Michael Harris. I'd happily make that trade. I really would, considering Jazz is out right now, considering Freddie Peralta is not doing well at all. He got lit up by Oakland. Uh, you know, you Darvish has been kind of all right. You're getting back Trey Turner, who's turning it on. Pete Alonso, who is, you know, he's injured right now, but he had been a top five, seven fantasy player. And Michael Harris as well, who is also turning it around in a big way. And I think he's a great buy low right now, Michael Harris. 
So I, I would happily make this deal. Uh, you know, you're, you're giving away Ellie Dela Cruz, who I, I'm a big fan of. You guys know if you listen or follow me on Twitter. I am a huge fan of Ellie Dela Cruz, but I think that offer is still too juicy uh, to turn down. Uh, Gabriel's asking, uh, he got offered Bryce Miller, Logan Allen, and Jose Altuve for Bryce Harper and Michael Kopech. Uh, he says, Harper's not bringing power, RBIs, but not feeling Altuve would do a lot more. I- I'm taking the Altuve side there. I really like Bryce Miller. Logan Allen as well. I think they're, guys, they're, they're hard to nail down a little bit because with rookie pitchers, you never really know how sustainable anything really is. But Bryce Miller has been honestly excellent. I know the ERA is 4.06, but... He's got a sub one whip. It honestly comes down to those two bad starts against Texas and New York. Every other start, he has been really, really good. Logan Allen as well. Like he's been, he's been taking care of business. His ERA for the season is three thirty one. That's after his bad start against Houston, which was pretty much his first bad start, I guess, against the Angels early in May. It wasn't the greatest start, but as a whole, we're still looking at two really good pitchers plus Jose Altuve in exchange for Bryce Harper who I, I like Bryce Harper. I mean, he's, he's an amazing player. He's going to the Hall of Fame one day. I don't know that he in and of himself is enough to carry that deal. Just because Michael Kopech, the second piece on the Harper side, is not somebody that I have a lot of faith in. You guys know this. I'm not a big Michael Kopech guy. Even though he has seemed to turn it around recently, I just, I, I'm just i still a skeptic. I, I'm still not fully there on Michael Kopech. I still think there is worries about long-term with his control issues. I'm not sure about the strikeouts staying at the same rate that they are. <clears throat> excuse me, he's done this predominantly against fairly bad teams. you got to keep that in mind. Miami, Detroit, the Angels, Cleveland, Kansas City. Not a great group of teams there he's played. Uh, the Angels start did not go particularly well. The best offense in that bunch, he got lit up in the first inning for four runs, and it was, you know, he, he still had 10 strikeouts. But, you know, it's still, there's still a lot of volatility with Michael Kopech. A long story short, I'm taking the Bryce Miller and Jose Altuve side there. Uh, in a points league, someone dropped Ryan Mountcastle. Is it okay to drop Whit Merrifield to add him? Whit Merrifield has been excellent. Whit Merrifield has been awesome. He's playing every day, and he's healthy, which is something that Ryan Mountcastle can't currently say. It's not too serious, I don't think, but it's not something we really see that often. He has vertigo. Uh, you know, it was an illness, they called it, and he missed the last, uh, was it the last couple of games, or he's missed two of the last three games. It's called, they're calling it vertigo, and I'm not really expecting it to be that long. It's probably a minimum IL stint, but even that, it's kind of a weird thing you don't really want to see. He's also been kind of shitty over the last month. He's batting a buck 67 for the year, Mountcastle. Not really doing that well either, 227. Where you got Whit Merrifield on the other side of that, who is among the leaders in the batting race in the American League, batting 300. He's got 17 steals. He's giving you runs. He's giving you RBIs. The odd dinger. Give me Whit Merrifield there pretty easily. Uh, is Vinny P a drop with full IL, 12-team head-to-head cats redraft? I would try and hold on to Vinny P if you can. I think we're going to see some greener grass ahead, some sunnier skies ahead for him. But I understand with the you know, situation with the IL if you wanted to drop him. He's another guy who has not done particularly well over the last month or so. Poor batting average, not a lot of home runs. He has been disappointing this season. So I would understand it. I would try and hold if you can, but I also... Wouldn't really advocate taking zeros if you have the full IL for Vinny P. So I, I do understand uh, making that drop. Uh, please rank rest of season uh, OBP format. Kelenic, Prado, and Kirloff. I went with Kirloff. He is the big walk guy in the group, and he's actually done very well this season as a whole. He's batting like 290. I know it hasn't been as great recently, but he's done very well. And then I'll follow that with uh, with Kelenic and then Prado. Kelenic, I think, is going to eventually turn it around, and not to the point where he's going to be probably what we saw early in the season, but I think Kalanick will still probably end the season with, what is he at right now for homers and RBI, or it's, uh, homers and steals? He's 11 and 7. I think there's a, still a very good chance we see a 2020-plus season out of Kalanick. 
Uh, you know, a lot of time with OBP formats, people will kind of disregard the other categories and just look at the on-base percentage. You had to look at everything else still. The OBP does kind of give Kirilov the edge for me a little bit over Kelnick, but it's not uh, – it's pretty close between those two in all honesty. Like, you could you could flip a coin. Um, I would take Kirilov probably ever so slightly. But Jared Kelnick is still somebody I think that is, you know, generally kind of underrated for fantasy. Even though I know it's been kind of a, a weird season. He started off very well, and then he's kind of been poor recently again. I think he'll be fine, and I think he is somebody – uh, that is, is pretty interesting in his own right, and I think that you could honestly flip-flop those two at the beginning there. Uh, Rowdy Telez, is he a drop? Is he a hold? What is he? It's a 12-team league here. I'm fine to drop Rowdy in a 12-team league. There's a lot of quality first basemen that are available on waiver wires. Rowdy has not performed at all this season. He's not somebody that I have a ton of faith in. I think he'll still give you the power stats as the, over the course of the season. But it's been really rough for him. I mean... I, like I said, there's a lot of replacement level value uh, on the waiver wire in 12 teamers. I, I would be totally fine if you wanted to get rid of Rowdy and use that spot, either to just pick up another first baseman or to use it as a streaming spot. Either way, uh, I, I'd be totally fine with doing that. Uh, Arozarena and Brian Bayo for J Rod and Flaherty. I am taking the Arozarena side there. J Rod, again, kind of a disappointing season. He's still done fairly well from a fantasy point of view. He's still ranked as, what is he, the 45th ranked player. Uh, he's definitely been better the last month. Still generally kind of disappointing. I think it's more the batting average than anything else. Uh, whereas Rosarena is really, really producing. He's been better than, than J-Rod, and I think you can make the argument that he will be for the rest of the season as well. Brian Bayo has also been really, really excellent, and, and so has Flaherty. Flaherty has been really good. I just don't have as much hope in Flaherty actually sustaining it over a long period of time. I feel like this is more just a hot stretch than something that we can actually read too much into. I'm really just not a big Flaherty guy, and I think the Arozarena and, and, and Brian Bayo side is definitely what I would be looking to go for there. Uh, Cutter Crawford stream today. I said no to this one. By the time you guys are hearing this, it'll have already started. I don't see him going too deep into this game. He's only gone three innings in each of his last two starts. He's not somebody who I have a ton of faith in for volume, for victories, for strikeouts. I just don't think there's a lot of upside in using an ad there. Spencer Steer or Nolan Jones. This one is close. I would go with Spencer Steer, though. Nolan Jones has been incredible stealing bases, hitting home runs. They're both in great ballparks, but Spencer Steer has done it over the course of the entire season. He's been really, really good with Nolan Jones. I don't have as much faith that he'll keep it up just because it's a much smaller sample size. So give me Spencer Steer uh, for that one. Brian Wu as a streamer versus the Chicago White Sox. I'm cool with that. Brian Wu's results have not been as you know probably as what a lot of people were expecting. I think that people were hoping for a lot more. 1080 ERA through his first two starts is not what you'd expect, but a lot of strikeouts. He's faced a couple of tough teams. You give me the White Sox, I think that that's a get-right start for him. I think we'll probably see the first really good start of his career, and I would be taking a look at using him as a streamer in that matchup. Uh, someone in my league dropped Andrew Vaughn. Should I pick up? I have Christian Walker. I'm keeping Christian Walker there. Christian Walker is definitely the guy that I would prefer over Vaughn. He's still borderline top 100 player for the season. He's a little bit streaky, but I think the overall product of what he gives you in a better lineup is going to be more valuable than what Andrew Vaughn will. Our Hendricks and Helsley drops in redraft league. Seems like forearm strains can linger for quite some time. We talked about Hendricks yesterday. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. I want to get more information, and same goes for Helsley. Uh, they're still doing tests and evaluating. We don't have a clear, full picture of what's going on. I would wait until we have a little bit more information before dropping those guys because at the end of the day, 
unless you're in a situation where you have like you know three or four great closers already, you're first and saves by a mile. It, there's not a lot of people who can really comfortably say, yeah, I don't, I don't need saves. I think most people are generally looking for saves, whether it's head to head or roto, and to throw away those two guys because of what could potentially be a minimum IL stint. I think would be a bit of a mistake. So let's wait until we have a bit more information, and then potentially they do become drops. But at this point, let's uh, let, let's just hold on for now. Uh, what are you personally doing with Wilson Contreras struggling between keeping him or cutting bait for Gary Sanchez? I'm still holding Wilson Contreras. You know, it hasn't been great, but at the end of the day, he's still in the middle of a great lineup. He is stealing some bases. I think that over the course of the season, he will definitely turn it around. Maybe there's some, you know, some nerves, some jitters because he's filling the role of Yadi Molina. It's, it's a very tricky situation. The Cardinals are also a shit show dumpster fire run by idiots. Let's call it like it is. A team that was so well run for so long now appears to be one of the most poorly run teams in baseball. But I think that he will turn around over the course of the season. Gary Sanchez is not somebody I'd look at as a rest of season option. If you want to use him as a streamer while he's hot, God bless you. But I don't think that you're going to see over the course of a whole season a great season from Gary Sanchez because that's just not who he is. Like He's given us occasional good power numbers for fantasy. That's pretty much all you can fall back on with him. There's really not a hell of a lot else that he's been doing for you ever other than having decent power numbers, and I don't think that that's going to outweigh the good that Wilson Contreras could potentially do for you in the middle of that lineup for St. Louis. Guys, that's going to wrap it up for us. I know it's a fairly quick one. It is. I got through the questions here or on Twitter. You, most of them were answered on Twitter, so if I didn't get to your question here, uh, please do go check it out on Twitter, at JoeOrico99. Go check out our giveaway, at Ethos Fantasy BB, E-T-H-O-S Fantasy BB. You guys can win a membership there to our one of our fantasy passes, wagering DFS. It's all up to you. We'll pick a winner tomorrow, and then I will get in touch with you guys, and we'll get you figured out if you have an account, or we'll set up an account, or we'll, we'll figure out the situation, whatever it is. But until tomorrow, guys, we will get back into our usual programming for a regular weekday. We'll talk the usual stuff. We'll talk news and notes. We'll talk maybe some streamers. We'll go over the usual data. Uh, but for now, guys, I'm going to leave you guys to it. I hope you have a great night watching baseball, listening to baseball, doing whatever it is you guys do. And until tomorrow, take care and cheers. Cheers.